Hello and welcome to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria DeBrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. Today's episode, I want to talk about a few things that I've noticed, you know, over the last few months, well, I guess a year now, almost a year being in my business in the coaching industry that just don't sit right with me. These are some of my pet peeves, things that I don't agree with, um, kind of grind my gears a little bit. And they're just things that I noticed. And I want to caveat all of this by saying, I'm not here to try to put other people down. I'm just expressing my opinions. And this episode is not meant to be a 30-minute session of me just complaining, right? But rather, what I hope that this podcast episode does is bring light to other perspectives that may you may not have seen, you know, on this topic, right? Um, you know, if you, especially if you agree with me on some of these things that I'm going to be discussing, right? This might be the first time you're hearing someone else say what you've been thinking, because with certain areas in coaching, it seems like most people are saying the the same thing. And you might be sitting there saying, I don't really agree with that, but you know, everyone else is saying it. So I have to do it, right? Like I must have to do that to be successful, but it really just feels weird and icky and it doesn't sit right with me. Right. And so that's the point of this podcast episode is to start a discussion around all of these things. It's not meant to put people down. You know, it's not in a malicious intent. It's to start a dialogue and give you perhaps another perspective if you agree with me on some of these things, which I suspect if you listen to me and you, you know, like this podcast and agree with that, what I have to say, then, you know, at least a couple of these things you will agree with. So uh, with that, let's dive right in and also just up front like I want to know if you guys resonate with this podcast episode and if you agree with the pet peeves if you have differences like let's have a conversation like I'm really really curious about it um so if you like it you know feel free to share it on your stories or dm me like let me know your thoughts like Victoria I really agree with you here like I'm so glad like we can talk about this or you know I actually don't agree with you on xyz and here's why and you know i'm not someone who's going to come and attack you over it like let's have a conversation right i want to understand from your side as well so um you know however this podcast resonates with you definitely let me know you can dm me at victoria d'ambrosio on instagram or email me at the mindset edit podcast at gmail.com both will be linked in the show notes but with that let's just start diving right in to some of my pet peeves so the one of the biggest pet peeves that I have always had with coaching, but really didn't come to terms with it fully until recently. And by that, I mean, for a while, I thought that this was the way you were supposed to do things because so many people were talking about it. It wasn't until recently. I was like, wait a second. Like, I, I don't agree with this at all. And I will be clear. I never participated in this, but I, I thought that I was supposed to, right. I kept being like, well, I'd be making more sales if I was doing this because everyone else has to do this. And, but I haven't been doing it because 
I don't, I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but this must be the reason why I'm not making even more sales. Right. But I never wanted to do it because it felt so uncomfortable. And what I'm talking about is some of these, in my opinion, slimy, manipulative sales tactics, right? Um, different ways, different things within this, right? Like number one, the icky, gross, cold outbound DMs, the people who just slide into your DMs and are like, Hey, Victoria, I get pitched every day. Uh, you know, I think you're going to be great for my coaching program. Like, let's get on a call, blah, blah, blah. They have no idea who I am. They have no idea what I'm looking for. They're making massive assumptions based on seemingly nothing. They haven't even tried to talk to me, but yet they know I'm a perfect fit for their program. Who, who is teaching you this sales tactics? And the most ironic thing is they're the ones selling sales. They're like, let me, let me improve your sales. I'm like, well, first of all, you're assuming that my sales are an issue based on my following count, which I know has nothing to do with the sales. You have no idea what my sales are, by the way. And then you're, you're trying to sell me, like you're going to improve my sales by being, doing these slimy sales tactics. Like, I don't think so. So that annoys me, but what annoys me even more, this is what I was really talking about. is like sales tactics with like coaches in terms of trying to get people to be clients. So there's a lot of advice out there where other business coaches are encouraging people to really kind of gaslight and manipulate people into signing up for their coaching programs. I went through a large coaching certification and I'm not going to talk about which one it is, but I literally watched a module on this where they said, if you know, your client has objections that has to do with price, use this example, like tell them this, which was basically something along the lines of, well, if your car broke down, you would find the money to fix it, wouldn't you? So what's more important, coaching or your car breaking down? And I just remember watching that and I was like, are you so far removed from reality? Like I, I cannot, cannot comprehend it. And that was just one coaching thing that I did with one example. But I like, if you guys have listened to my past episodes, you guys know that I've invested tens of thousands of dollars into different coaching certifications, courses, and just different one-on-one coaching programs, right? And so I've seen a lot of this. This is just one example. It's the same thing where it's like, well, you should put it on your credit card and take out credit card debt. Like what? I'm not going to do that. Like who, like I, this just grinds my gears in so many ways because here's, and I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not necessarily, I'm not taking a stand for credit card debt or not. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Right. But I don't think it's my job as a coach to tell someone else what to do with their money. Right. My job as a coach actually is just to get my clients the transformation. My job as a marketing and salesperson in my eyes is to provide my consumer or my potential client with all of the information that they need to make a decision. Right. And yeah, there are different marketing and sales strategies so that it can look like I need to show the value in my program. Right. And maybe if I'm not making sales, I need to work on my messaging so that I can better portray the amount of value that I bring as a coach, right? But it is not my job to tell someone that they have to, you know, take out money to work with me. Otherwise they're screwed. It is not my place to tell someone 
what to do with their money. I think that's beyond inappropriate. And it really, really, really grinds my gears if you can't tell from my tone of voice, right? Because also, as you guys know, if you've been listening, you know that my background's in finance. And yeah, my background's in more like actual like finance work, but I'm obviously familiar with work like personal finance and how credit cards work and how debt works and how your credit works and all of these things, right? And I am not going to encourage someone to get into credit card debt just because I want to make a sale. I'm absolutely not going to do that. If the client feels like they want to put coaching on a credit card in order to invest, then that is their decision to make. Okay. But I'm not going to sit here and encourage it when I understand how credit cards work, when I understand that they might have other bills that they have to pay. Again, I can see where these coaches could kind of see where they're coming from, right? Like for example, right? I do business coaching, right? If you were to invest with me, I'm teaching you how to make even more money, right? So I I do believe like once you, like for at least with my coaching, right? Like you're gonna invest with me, you're gonna make that money back and then some. Like that's what's gonna happen. But it's not my place to force you or pressure you or manipulate and gaslight you into doing so. And I just will get so mad because I would, talk to people and they'd be like, well, how did you handle these objections? And you should have said this and you should have said that to your client. And I'm just like, like, no, that's not what I want. Like, that's not what I want. Like, I want to work with people who, yeah, it's a scary thing to invest in yourself and into a coaching program, but who are like, you know, ready to take the leap and it's comfortable for them. Because also if you're working with a client who like can't feed themselves because they don't have money. Like it's not going to be productive for anyone because they're going to be so stressed out about all these other things. And I don't want to have to try to manipulate someone into working with me. I want them to like, be like Victoria, like I've seen your content. You solve the problem that I'm looking, that I'm struggling with. And I want your help, right? Like that's who I want to attract. Right. And so I'm sharing all this because you might be sitting there thinking the same thing, right? You might've seen people talk about how to nail sales as a coach. And you're just thinking like, this is disgusting and I don't like it and I'm not going to do it. And then when you express that you don't like that method, people, some people will say, well, this is what you have to do to sign clients. Let me tell you loud and clear, right freaking now. Absolutely not. Because I have never once done that. I have never once done that. And I have clients. Okay. I will not pressure anyone into, into signing with me. Most of the clients that I've worked with, they have come to me in my DMS or have just filled out my form. And I've never even talked to them because they never reached out to me before that they've come to me already knowing that they want to work with me. They're already ready. Right. And I've never done any of that salesy nonsense. And you can talk to any of them on the discovery calls. I've never pressured them. If you have ever reached out to me on the DMs, you can, you would know that I'm not like pushy in that way. I really don't think I am at all. Um, so I just want to share that because if you're an aspiring coach and you're like, this feels disgusting and I don't want to do it, but I need to make sales. There are other ways. All right. There are other ways to do it and it's effective messaging and how you show up online and you build your, your whole business ecosystem to build demand for your offer and establish yourself as an authority 
and so that people want to work with you because you provide value and they know, like, and trust you. And you don't have to try to gaslight anyone into spending money with you. I hate that. Um, <laughs> I think I said I wasn't going to try to put anyone down and I might've uh, done that in this episode a little bit, but I really listen like to each their own. I'm not, I, I will not get behind that. Anyway, let's move on to the next um, pet peeve of mine, which is, this is actually, so the, the, how do I explain this? The coaching certifications, right? Or these different coaching programs that advertise this complete package, right? If you come by our 5,000, however many thousand dollar program, we're going to teach you everything. We're going to teach you how to be a coach. We're going to teach you and we're going to teach you the business, right? And I see this, it's really these coaching certifications where they, the primary thing that what these certifications are doing is they're teaching you how to like increase your coaching toolbox, right? Learning how to ask certain questions, listen, um, you know, if they're, for example, more spiritual based or, you know, like NLP based, whatever it is, right? Um, like a lot of those, right? Like that's their kind of primary thing that you're learning in those certifications, but because they add in a business module or two, they'll sell it and advertise it as it being this like whole package, right? And it never is. The business side in any of the programs that I have seen or heard of, I've not been part of all of them. I'm making blanket statements. Let me be very clear. I could be wrong. In my opinion, do not give you enough information that you need to actually run a coaching business. So what ends up happening is everyone goes into these different coaching certifications. I'm like, this is great. It's gonna be four months, six months, however many months. And then at the end, I'm gonna have this profitable business and I'm gonna have all these tools. I'm gonna be so confident. And yay, 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 I'm gonna make my 10K months. Great. Okay, then what happens is however many months go by, they finish the certification program and then they're like, oh shit, um, I still don't know what to do. I'm still not making money. And I kind of feel back at square one because the business modules that are in there are not in depth enough to actually make a difference and actually show people what they need to do to create and build a sustainable, profitable business, right? It's surface level business information that's helpful, but it's not really as in-depth as it needs to be to drive the needle on the business. Like that's just what I've seen, right? Because a lot of the people that I coach are people who have invested before, but are struggling, right? Because they're missing a lot of these, you know, smaller really more important pieces. Like I say smaller because it's like the finer details, but they're not small. They're very significant, right? So let me give you an example. People will say things like you might've heard in terms of like your ideal client worksheets and your I help statement, right? And so an example of this is someone who might say, you know, your I help statement is what, you know, people will see and it describes what you do, who you serve. That's true, right? And they'll give you the structure of a I help statement, which could be, you know, there's multiple ways to do it, but you know, basic one is I help 
insert your ideal client here. So who you serve, solve XYZ problem and get XYZ results, right? That is the formula. That is the high level formula. But here's, here's the problem. Someone's going to go in and say, okay, who do I serve? I help, you know, badass women become the best version of themselves, the problem they solve, and live their best life, the result they get. Okay, you filled in the I help statement. You, you did what they told you to do. And, and, and this is what upsets me is because people are going through this coaching program. Like, let me be so clear. Like, I'm not judging anyone. Like, you're not supposed to know. Like, you don't know this. Like, this is why you signed up for a coaching program, right? I'm annoyed because these coaching certifications aren't giving you the information you need and it leads to struggle, right? I'm not like judging people for not knowing business any better. I'm upset with the certification programs who aren't giving the in-depth knowledge that they need. Um, But back to the example, right? Like I help badass women live their best life. I think that's what I said, right? That I help statement is not going to work. There's a lot of reasons why it's not going to work. This is why I have my business program. I can go through thousands of episodes of podcasts on, on dissecting why, right? But those fill in the blanks that I said earlier, right? I help ideal client who you serve, what problem you solve and the solution. It's not as simple as just picking what sounds good and what you think you do. There's a lot that goes into those three fill in the blanks, right? And we're going to keep it high level because this is a podcast episode and that's not even what this podcast episode is really about, right? But there's very specific things that you need to do for each of those to figure out what exact words you need to put there to drive impact, right? It's not just some fluffy statement. It, this is a sentence that drives sales to your business when done correctly. But they're not talking about how to really dive into the depths of each of those three fill in the blanks. And then people are like, well, I did my I help statement. And then they're, you know, it's, but it's not an effective I help statement. It's not an impactful one. It's not one that's driving sales, right? So that's, that's you know, another problem that I <laughs> I have. And it just makes my heart hurt because I know so many people who have personally gone through this themselves, right? They go through a coaching program and then they're like, but now what? And they were promised all these things and now what? And it's because they really weren't given the business tools that they were kind of told that they were going to get. And now, and they were waiting until the end and then they're here and now what? And so if you're, if you are in that spot, I, I feel you, right? And again, maybe some coaching certifications are better than others. And they go into more depth. Again, I'm not talking about everything. I'm just talking about what I've seen from some clients, from people I follow online, all of those things. So uh, that's something else that uh, bothers me in the coaching industry. The Another thing that bothers me in the coaching industry is this ideal of the 10K month. Everyone's talking about, oh, 10K month, 15K week, like whatever, how much money they make. Just talking about how much money they make. I don't know if it's a sales tactic or what. Right. And here's why I dislike it. First of all, let me say if you're a coach and you're making X amount of money per month, I'm so happy for you. Like, genuinely, I'm like, I'm very happy for you. It's hard work to be able to make that much money on your own as a business owner. Right. Like, and also, if you're someone who watches people, like, I just want everyone to go into this understanding that. What's possible for one is possible for all. We live in an abundant world. If one coach is making 10K, 20K, 100K months, 
that means that you can do it too, right? It's not like that coach isn't making it, so I can't do it. No, 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 you can do it, right? Like, I just want you to know that. My problem with the whole idea of the 10K month is that oftentimes the people who are talking about it aren't giving the full picture, generally in one of two ways. Number one, they're not talking about how long it took them and everything it took from them to take to make that 10K month, meaning you had a 10K month, but how long were you in your business before you hit your first 10K month, right? Like how many months of 0K months did you have before you hit your 10K month, right? Or you had a 10K month, or sometimes you'll be like, I had a 15K week, but you're leaving out the fact that, yes, you made 15K within the period of one week, but you planned your marketing strategy for the last three months so that when you opened your cart in that one week, you would make 15K. It wasn't like you just woke up one morning and had 15K deposited into your inbox or you woke up one morning and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to offer some coaching services. And then all of a sudden, you know, 15K, boom, appears. And yeah, maybe that could happen for people who are huge, huge, huge in the industry, right? But like for most people just starting out or even, you know, just a few years into their business, that's not what it is. There's a lot of strategy behind the scenes that go into these monthly, weekly, whatever revenue goals that you're seeing, which also leads me to the other thing is you're hearing about their sales. You're hearing about their top line, how much money their business is making. I make 10K months. When people say that, it's what, they, what they're actually saying is my business generated $10,000 in sales. That does not mean that the coach has $10,000 in their pocket, right? Because that $10,000, that's how much they might have gotten for whatever they sold. That doesn't account for any money that has to be put aside for taxes. Boom, you're already out however much. Then that also doesn't account for any of your business expenses, right? Do you have a virtual assistant? Do you pay for your website? Do you pay for a, like a hosting service if you're offering, like for example, like Kajabi, if you're doing a course, a marketing sales pages, like these things cost money to run. If you have employees, virtual assistants, copywriters, a photographer, like it costs money to run a business. And especially in the beginning, yeah, there's things you can do on your own, but it's not free. Yeah. It's not as expensive as if you were renting a place in town and selling shirts, right. And you have to pay your rent, but you're still paying money. And so when people are talking about these 10 K months, they're not giving the full picture and it's just disheartening because you know well first of all I will say like yes you should be excited you made your 10k months but also when new coaches or other people are looking at this online it's I don't want to say falsely advertising because that it seems a little bit more malicious than I think most people are meaning to do but what happens is people are comparing themselves to this and they're saying well I don't have 10k months and all of these things, but you have no idea what it took them to get to 10K months, right? I've even said this too, where it's like, well, I went full-time just a few months after I posted my first TikTok, which is true. I'm not like falsely advertising it. Like that is the reality of my life. However, what I try to say very often, so it's clear is that I went full-time in my business after four months. Yes. But before that four months, I've had years of business experience, okay? I went to business school. Then after I graduated, I spent three years 
studying online business, books, online courses, certification programs, all of these things. I've spent years doing business work and bringing in this business knowledge so that when I was finally able to do the mindset work to get out of my own way, that yes, in four months, things worked out for me, right? But I say that because if you, if you just took the, I went full-time, you know, in four months, you might just be like, well, great. Like I can wait four months and then four months comes and it doesn't happen for you. Right. Everyone's on their own journey anyway. Right. But I try to give that context as much as possible so that people aren't sitting here thinking, well, I, I should be able to do it in four months too, because Victoria can. And I will say like, yeah, it's possible for you to do it in four months too anything, anything is possible. You can do it in one month. Like I'm not going to sit here, like literally anything is impossible, but I want you to have the full context of why that was able to happen for me. Right. Um, and I will say that, yeah, not in every, for example, TikTok video, do I put the caveat? Well, I had three years that I was studying online business plus my, you know, four years in business school. And I grew up like my dad is a business owner. So I'm just familiar with how business in general works. Right. Like I don't <laughs> always do that because it's a 15 second TikTok, but I try to do it often. So yeah, like keep that in mind too, that when you're, you're looking at content, not every piece of caveat is going to be in every piece of content because it, it just doesn't make sense all the time and all these different things, but understand that, you know, there's more to the story. It is on the coach and the content creator to be transparent, I think. That's my opinion, but it's also on the consumer to not take everything at face value and do a little due diligence, right? Like if someone says they made X amount of dollars in a week, like what did it take to get there? And even the people, like I read, I think Amanda Francis's book. And I think she said like, she was like trying to get money a couple, like tens or thousands, like maybe it was like $20,000. It was a good amount of money to go like for some trip. And she just like woke up one morning and you know, offered some like VIP coaching to our following and then they all signed up and that's so great for her. But understand that like Amanda Francis has been in business for years and that's why she can do that, right? And just trying to provide more context into the situation so that it can help all of us. So we're not just like comparing ourselves, thinking we should be 20 steps ahead when in reality, we have no idea, right? Like same thing, um, you know, someone might've gone full-time, but did they hire a coach? right? They're making a lot of money in their business, but they've hired a business coach who can literally hand them the blueprint to say, here's what you do. And I'm going to actually build your business with you so that you're not spending years figuring it out on your own or making mistakes. Like that's different too. They may not have figured it out on their own. And so just all this to say, like, you never know what hundred percent what's going on behind the scenes. Like even the most transparent content creators aren't out here like saying literally every detail and every, you know, bad moment of their day. Cause I know for me, and I've mentioned this before, like even when I'm having a bad day, like my first, you know, thought isn't let me get on an Instagram story and like talk about how I'm upset today. Right. Like teaching from scars and not wounds, but just remember there's always more than what you see on Instagram and to just try to find creators who are transparent because that's going to help you the most in your journey. So that's the third thing. Um, and then I think the fourth thing is just people putting other, like blatantly just like being rude and putting other people down and 
being discouraging. Like I just, I have absolutely no place for that. I know I've kind of just, I think there's a difference between standing your ground and standing for what you believe in, but then being like rude about it to other people and being malicious, right? Like you can take a stand and disagree with what someone else is saying or doing without putting people down, if that makes sense. And I don't like it when people are putting other people down or trying to gatekeep information, basically kind of similar to the last one with the 10K months, like kind of just try to like, I don't know, is it like smoke and fog, whatever the saying is, where they're just trying to like deceive people or make it seem like, oh, I, it's not abundant in the scarcity mindset. I don't even know if I'm making sense, but it's just like this like negative energy type person. And I don't like that. I'm very much like in this headspace where everyone can have it, right? Like if I'm a coach, like I think anyone who wants to be a coach can be a successful coach. Like I'm not sitting here saying, well, I'm a coach. And if there are more coaches in the world, then I'm not going to get as many clients. Like, absolutely not. Like that's like, just literally not how the world works. Like (laughs) it's not like, (laughs) that's just wrong. But I also, I just don't, um, can't get behind that. So anyway, I um, hope that this sparked a good discussion. I hope that maybe if you've been feeling this way with certain things that now, you know, you're not the only one who feels this way. Um, I know, especially with like some of the like stuff I mentioned, it can feel like, you know, you're the only one who thinks this way, right? Like you came from a large certification program. You're like, well, all these other people have results, but I don't. It's like, you don't know what other background they have, maybe in business and that can get it. Maybe you didn't want to speak up about how the program didn't meet all of your expectations because you feel like it should have. Um, maybe, you know, the sales tactics you felt, yeah, these things that I've heard people say, don't sit right with me. And I don't want to cold DM people and just cold pitch them or try to force them and pressure them to pay for it. Right. Like just understanding that, you know, you're not alone in these thoughts. I'm right here with you. And again, would love to continue the dialogue. And that's really why I recorded this episode as I posted about it on my story. That's why I recorded it and posted it like immediately because I got a lot of people in the DMs like talking about it, wanting to hear about it. Um, so let's continue the conversation. Again, DM me if, you know, more comes up. Happy to do a part two if that's what people would want to hear. And with that, guys, I hope this was helpful in some way, shape, or form. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share on your Instagram, review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. And with that, I'm going to log off from here in London. I hope you have an incredible rest of your week, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Goodbye.